What's going on? What's going on? It is finally the final regular season week of college football. We have come a long way, to say the least. Unfortunately, some heartbreaking losses, but some also some uh, thrilling wins too. But hey, EC finishes it out at Temple. We'll see how this goes. I do have a friend named Anthony Rosner that will be at the game live. Also, he has his insight picks of the week along with this game. Let's hear what he has to say. Hey guys, Anthony Rosner here, calling in from Jersey City, New Jersey. Honored to be Alumni Sports Week 13 guest picker. Um, so let's dive right into these games. First off, New Jersey, birthplace of college football. What a game to start off on, other than Rutgers. This is my lock of the week. Rutgers is playing Maryland this week in SHI Stadium in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Rutgers getting 14 points from the Terrapins. This year, Rutgers is 1-7 in conference play, and I believe after this game, they'll be 1-8. Maryland played tough last week against Ohio State, um, almost beat them outright, so they definitely covered the spread. Expect Maryland to easily cover this spread and continue on and beat the Scarlet Knights and Rutgers. That's my first pick, Maryland minus 14. Next, we're looking at the Clemson versus South Carolina game. Uh, I like South Carolina a lot in this game. I think last week opened up a lot of people's eyes on why Spencer Rattler was a number one recruit in the country a couple years back. The kid can play football. Um, I think they easily cover 14 and a half. And if it were up to me, I'd say they have a potential for an upset outright win in Clemson versus the Tigers. So that's my second pick of the week. Lastly, let's get to the the reason you all are here listening. Uh, The East Carolina pick. So the game is being played in Lincoln Financial Stadium in Philadelphia. There's a song out, Dreams and Nightmares, by Meek Mill, and that actually kind of relates to ECU's season thus far. Um, there's been a couple dream games, such as UCF, you know, beating them by 31 points. But there's been a couple nightmare games, you know, losing three games by less than three points, and that horrific loss last weekend to Houston um, that really came out of nowhere while ECU was favored going into the game. So I expect the Pirates to be in full force behind their quarterback, Holton Aylers, who will be playing his last regular season game in the Pirates uniform after a long, long career with the Pirates. I think he's going to do everything in his power to win this game on the road against a far less talented Temple team. I don't foresee Philadelphia having to grease any poles tomorrow. ECU, minus 10. I'll be there personally to witness it. Roll Pirates, baby. Yep, and for all you listeners out there, you might have learned something that you didn't know before. So on November 6th, 1869, Rutgers beat Princeton 6-4 to for the first ever football game. So for Rutgers claiming football, even though they're not very good recently, they are the home of football and helped originate it. Originate it. So New Jersey is the claim of within the state of originate football, along with Rutgers University. So pretty neat. Along with the analogy of, I've never seen or heard about this before, but a dreams and nightmare analogy to a football season, but it makes complete sense compared to at least ECU's season and for others or for others out there. So pretty neat to hear that from an outside perspective, to say the least. But for this game, let's go ahead and talk about it. So ECU is six and five overall. We're playing to three and eight. Temple Owls at Temple, even though they play at the Philadelphia Eagles stadium. So it'll be a pretty empty stadium, I'm sure. It is Temple's senior night. 
or senior day. So, you know, hopefully, unlike ECU, where you just lose by near 40, uh, I would imagine Temple should play a little bit harder. Now, lately, they have been playing better against their competition. Granted, they only lost to Houston by one possession two weeks ago. ECU, again, lost by near 40 to Houston. Embarrassing. Extremely embarrassing. I don't even want to talk about it. But they did lose recently to Cincinnati by 20. Temple did, while ECU should have beat Cincinnati. So it really just depends week by week on what team you get. ECU especially. What the hell team are we going to get? We're going to get the, like, on everything, the P's and Q's, all on top of everything, or are we going to get just the team that doesn't care? And that was obviously last week, the team that didn't care seemed like with their play. But if you look into the stats, so ECU, Hall Nailers, 20 touchdowns, five interceptions, interceptions still, 3,100 yards throwing. EJ Warner, and for you guys and girls that don't know, EJ is Kurt Warner's son. Kind of cool. So he's relatively young, but he has 2,500 yards passing, 13 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Definitely turns the ball over, as you see. Only has two touchdowns more than interceptions. Running. Temple's not a really good running team at all. Uh, you got Edward Sadi, 594 yards rushing, five touchdowns. But you also have Keith Mitchell, so 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns. And then for passing, or Receiving, I should say. Isaiah Winstead at 950 yards, three touchdowns. And then, of course, you got C.J. Johnson. So both of them were ranked in the top 30 just by yards past week. And then you got someone named Jose Barbone, who is 758 yards and two touchdowns. So when you look at it, I do think that ECU is more it's superior in every, in every single position on the offensive side. Now, defensively, Temple has a better ranked pass team or a better ranked passing team. So Temple is ranked number 26 in the nation on pass defense. Granted, a little bit skewed because, let's say, for instance, you play Navy, you play some really bad non-conference teams such as Lafayette, who's not even D1. Then you got UMass, for instance, and they got blown out so many times by UCF where they scored 70-some points on them where they just run the ball just to kill clocks, so it's a little bit skewed, but they definitely are a better pass team. ECU is a bit and break defense. Our pass defense is weak. Run defense is good, but in this case, I think with Tipple already having a bad uh, rushing attack, they're just going to like, emphasize on the passing more. And at, at this point in time, they have nothing to lose. It's kind of dangerous playing a team like this because it's when they'll just pull out the whole entire playbook and really just bring it out and see what they can do moving forward with their players that are returning see how that goes but with Temple their rush defense is near the bottom so they're 26 in pass defense but they're also 121st in rush defense and that's a recipe for disaster for them because really truthfully in this game I believe EC just needs a stick to Keaton Mitchell just run 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 he is the best player on the field today if it wasn't for Keaton Mitchell EC would, would not even be going or yeah, would not even be going to a bowl game by any means. And, you know, let's see if they follow that. But we'll see. Dion Kirkpatrick, is he returning next year as offensive coordinator? I don't know. He's got a lot of a lot of hell from fans on certain games, for instance, on just being a predict- predictable offense. But sometimes, you know, the offense does really well at the same time. We'll see how that goes. 
And, you know, Temple's only wins are they're three and eight. So they've only, like I said, they beat Lafayette, they beat UMass, and USF. Both those teams are absolutely terrible. And they're one and six in conference. But, like I said, they've been playing a little bit more competitive recently. And it's just a matter of is it really them being a better team or the team's just letting their guard down versus Temple? I don't know. We'll see. But BC three and four conference. I am 100% confident we are going to win this game. There's no way in hell we're going to lose to Temple. That would just be an absolute embarrassment how we lose three in a row on the way to a bowl game. It seems like the team would have gave up at that point. I don't see this happening at all. But with that being said, it is at home for Temple. Granted, home, they don't even have a home stadium. They play the Eagles. It is senior night. But I'm very confident the ECU is going to use this game as just a recovery game for Houston. Holt Naylor's the senior, you know, quarterback from the 252 local, Miles Berry, Josh Stringer, all them boys. There's no way I see them just throwing another egg out there versus Temple out of all teams. So I'm confident we'll finish out 7-5, same as last year. And then it'll just be a matter of what bowl game are we going to go to. And I've got some inside sources from it. So it seems to be up to three. It's going to be – what it looks like, the Gasparilla Ball in Tampa, you got Military Ball in Annapolis, Maryland, then the Fenway Ball in Boston. But Cincinnati, since they beat us, they have the upper hand on choosing which one to go to. I assume they'll choose the Tampa-Florida Ball, unfortunately. Wish that was us. I live in Tampa. That'd be nice. But I assume Cincinnati will take the Tampa Ball. This, this is just my assumption and uh, what I've heard. And then I bet if it came down to two ball games between Fenway and Annapolis, Maryland, ECU would choose the ECU would choose the ball game in Maryland, closer to the fan base, and then that'll be a second time in a row going there. Just hopefully nobody claims, you know, they have all these, you know, cases and tons of cases to where they can't play when really they could have still played. So it'll be interesting to say the least. But I'm a roll with ECU minus ten on this. I just think they're going to just run the hell out of the ball, and you know it's. Houston not was not a good running team last week. Our run de- defense was in check. Their weapons were just their receivers like Nathaniel Tank, Dell, and God, their other one, man, they just shredded us. So they have better talent individually, Houston does in Temple. And I'm going to take that our defense 100% secured that up in a way to where it'll be a lot better of a scenery versus a bloodbath like last week. So our players play better, less talent. On the on the field with Temple. So, like I said, EC minus 10. Pretty confident in it. Hopefully I'm right. But I know for damn sure we're going to win this damn game. We're going to be 7-5, all right? And also, I got two other picks for y'all. So, I got LSU minus 10 at Texas A&M. Texas A&M has been very, very disappointing. Maybe the most disappointing team in all college football. They were a top five team. They got a below 500 record. Lost to App State ever since then. I said this team is terrible. So I've been bullying on them this whole entire year and winning picks on them. So I'm going to continue that. LSU minus 10. They got to make a statement for this college football playoff um, if they're trying to get in it. Then I got Wake Forest minus 3.5 versus Duke. Duke is not a great team. Wake Forest, I'm surprised the spread is this low. Not that good of a defense, but their passing offense is spectacular. So again, LSU minus 10. Wake Forest minus three and a half, along with the ECU minus 10 versus Temple. Let's roll.